the fact of the matter is, Sarah is a true friend of the arts. She sees talent and runs with it. She's always looking to help, it feels like. And uh, I just appreciate her from the jump because I looked into her her creative space for art and um, she made room for my work. It means the most to an artist to be able to share their work among their own. And she just made me feel like one of one of her own, you know? And so now we're We're together, we're connected through the art, and it means the most to me. I'm Jesse Owens, and you know, I thought. Hi, this I is Kelly King, and Backfence Society has provided countless opportunities for me to make art and sell art. I got to be their artist residence last month, and I got to use the studio as my own, and then have a show, my first solo show, and it was honestly one of the best days of my life. And I owe Backfence Society friends, so much. family, revolutionaries, and the uninitiated. Today is a special treat. Normally, we share community on Sundays and give y'all something kind of like a tidbit for the soul to take with you if you can't make it with us. This time, we've got a whole meal. We've got something for y'all to take sit, chew, gnaw, try to digest and say, please give me a doggy bag because this here isn't just something that you're going to feel. This here is something for your soul and for you to share with others to ensure that they too get a bit of soul. Natalie and Sarah here, they like playing by back fences. They like sharing creativity and spaces for community. And I'm going to break a second to see if Sarah here might be able to tell us not just why it was so important that she started back fence playing, but when looking at her kids, what it means to be doing something like this. <laughs> so, yeah, I started back fence uh, unofficially in... 2011, uh, hosting a pop-up show. I was tattooing at that time and, and um, participating in little art events, art and creative events. And they typically took place at places like bars, breweries, those kinds of things. And I just felt like, a, not that those were bad venues, but that there could be a venue where art was the focal point point or the central point, not, not like an addendum or like an add on. So, um, an opportunity came along to, uh, create like an installation, uh, a group art exhibition with installations. And, um, we installed the show. We spent like a couple weeks working, um, a group of friends and um, we threw on the show and it was really successful. 
And that sort of steamrolled into a number of other pop-up events that took place in different buildings, venues, sites, and these kind of these events kind of took place with um, music, food, drinks, lots of art, people, interactive activities, just immersive art experiences for people in Vista. So really inviting people from all over North County to experience these things. And then um, in 2016, Backfence evolved into an official nonprofit. Yeah, so now we've been chugging along as an official nonprofit since 2016. 2017, we got a physical location in downtown Vista. And so we've been there since 2017. And then COVID happened, as we all know, and it kind of um, made us just shift what our focus, you know, just adjust our sales. And um, it's been great. We've been doing, we're into our second year now of an artist occupancy program that we developed. And we're six years into a litter cleanup program. And um, we've, amass this amazing community of creative people who find each other through our space and then they are able to use us as a platform as intended to share creativity with each other and I'm just there to be a conduit really and tell them yes and um, it's really great I, I think of myself as an art mom you know i my first job is to keep everyone safe in the space and part of safety means feeling welcome so the intention behind the space is to be wildly inclusive like outrageously loving with one another and supportive and um it just it's it's pretty cool like people ask me like how do you guys how are you even paying for this? And I'm like, well, it pays for itself. It sustains itself. If the community doesn't want it, then it won't exist. But as long as the community wants it, I'm okay with stewarding the space. And Natalie, which I'll pass the ball right now. Uh, I met Natalie a couple years ago. And now Natalie is part of our coalition and she's the president of the organization now and bringing her skills to the mix to support creatives in our community and that's what i'll say and then i'll pass it to her <laughs> title of president just means i get to do all the sexy fun stuff like paperwork so that's <laughs> that's all that means um yeah i met sarah when i was throwing a music festival um where in the alley I started a nonprofit with an old partner of mine and we threw DIY shows wherever we could. And at that time, his uncle had a uh, shop where he paint cars. And so we'd just throw shows in there. And um, that's when I met Sarah. Cause we, with every show we did, I made it a very strong point to have local artists as much as I could. I wasn't part of the art scene. I don't consider myself an artist, but art's very important to me. Um, music's very important to me. Um, crafting and just anything that comes from someone's time and energy to me is art. So I just wanted to make sure that was a part of what we were trying to create for that nonprofit. 
And then uh, that has since kind of uh, dwindled away. And so now I'm just full-time president at Backfence. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at right now and waiting for some growth with this and COVID kind of put a damper in things, but you know. So you don't consider yourself an artist, but it seems that you're ensuring that you're able to make sure that you yes. have a wide collection, yeah. variety, when I would, medium yes. of art. So wouldn't yes. you at least have an artistic eye be, being a curator? Um, I believe so. Some people believe there's bad art. I, you know, for me, my kids' art is, like, to a professional would be bad, but I think it's beautiful in its own way. And I think when someone puts a piece of their own self onto something whether it be music art food writing growing up i always had been fascinated by music and art and it's always been a part of me um yeah i draw and stuff but i don't consider myself like an artist artist or i don't try i know i can't make money off of it and did not quit my day job but i think self-expression at any age is something that helps anyone at any age find and identify themselves. Cause I think that's what a big problem is. in nowadays is we're being told what to think and what to do. And self identity is really hard to find. And when you're able to really express yourself how you want to and allowing a safe space for that to just be who you want. I think Sarah's done such an amazing job at just curating that and starting that and building it. And when she asked for me to come on board um, on the on the board, I was like, "Yeah, of course!" Like, I just want to help grow this and see how many other people we can touch, move, and inspire along with it. So now you you both brought up children, and you both brought up art, and you both brought up the functionality of making sure you're able to to not just have it, but to spread it, share it, and see different forms of it. So I'm curious if you could elaborate a bit on some of the youth that you're able to serve that get access to, that otherwise wouldn't normally get access to these many different mediums and forms of. And maybe if you can also... Kind of tell us what some of those manners that the, the kids who don't normally have the privilege are able to access. For me, I know we like right now that what's going on at the clubhouse, which is why we had to meet up like this, is there's a um, an open mic night tonight. And there are younger kids, they're like 20-something-year-olds. And when I was 20-something, I didn't have something like that to go to locally. Mm -hmm. I'd been, uh, when I was younger, I'd go to house shows and people's basements and just random spaces and and art wasn't really just something I could walk down the street and go check out like locally um, unless I went to the farmer's market or some gallery in downtown where we're at is a lot of low income you know English is their second language or their third some like some of the kids I've met it's their third language they come from all walks and backgrounds and um, just that safe space, you know, and just being having like we're open to programs like that's what we're trying to just, hey, you want to do it? Do it. Send us a program. Sh show us 
the time and effort that you're willing to put in it and we'll create a space for it. Okay. And so that's kind of what we didn't have, what I didn't have growing up. So, Right. Like um, the current occupants in our space, it's actually a collective of 12 young creative people and they do visual arts, audio visual stuff, music, lighting. They're just a creative little crew mm -hmm. and they are so tickled to have a place to play with yes. each other in a way that is like safe and they could show it to the world and they get to just take over the space for two months. I gave them two months because there's so many of them. And one of them has this real drive to be an organizer. Like he identifies himself. He's like, I'm the organizer. And I can tell he has real skills for admin and keeping his crew in communication with one another. And he likes to plan and he's going to school for marketing. So he said he's using this time to double dip. Like not only does he get to have fun with his friends in this creative way, but he's fulfilling assignments with school for his marketing classes. And he actually is going to be planning a market in the parking lot on March 18th. And I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm taking steps with him. Like I'm just there to be like, okay, what's your plan? Okay, cool. You can do it. What do you need from me? Let me, let me make that happen for you. But he's essentially doing it all. So I think like that's the other attention of back fence is that we can help people become their own community organizer mm -hmm. or their own community leader. And that doesn't mean that you need to like go run for office or like, you know, be, get some executive level job or something. Just, you know, like I want to clean up my block. Like, where do I start? I want to have a show where I show everybody all the things I knitted for the last 10 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. let, me help, let me help you do that. Because uh, a lot of times I think people get like, they, they don't know where to start when it comes That's, to that. Cause yeah. people are not event organizers typically. And I think helping people become community organizers. And I think that that's been a really fun thing to watch people develop and grow with in, in the space, like watching people do it. And sometimes people come to me and they want to do things and they don't do them. That's okay too. Yeah. You know? So when like, you discuss what back fence is, uh, you guys started at the beginning saying, well, it's a safe place and people can come, blah, blah. But you just told me something entirely different. You just told me that back fence is a place that not just is is safe, is diverse, is wildly inclusive. You just said that it's a space <laughs> where they also go, oh, come here, let me build you up. Come here, let yeah. me let me help you set a foundation. Let me give you some core if you've, you've been missing it. Let me kind of help mm -hmm. aid you in this process of rebuilding who you see yourself as. Mm -hmm. And We present opportunity where a lot of people just don't know where to start. And just the opportunity itself is what a lot of people, like I, myself, I didn't have opportunity growing up. So I, you know, I was a musician when I was younger. I was a singer when I was younger. And I just was like, well, I don't know where to start. So I'm just going to kind of move on to what I'm good at, which is paperwork and things like being organized 
So, you know, the opportunity that Sarah's built is there for anyone who wants to take advantage of it. And some people don't, and that's okay. We're still here, we're still here to love them. We're, we're going to love them. <laughs> we'll be there when they are ready, you know. At least they know the opportunities there. So what are some of the transitions that you guys are hoping to make to not just grow as necessarily well the business? You know, I'll give that finger quotes, but the space, the the community area. What are some of the things that as that, but also as the home and the building of foundations, where's that growing and what's that outlook for the future? COVID and then hopefully sans COVID. Well, well we've actually been meeting with a guy, a gentleman who may be interested in joining our board because he came to me and he asked me about developing his own nonprofit. And I was like, well, it sounds like you literally want to do the same thing we're already doing. So <laughs> I hop on our train. <laughs> like, I kind of feel like you should just hop on our train and what your thing, you, that's a program. Mm-hmm. Just if you want to, if you like want to commit to being on a nonprofit board because of the X, Y, Z, instead of building something out of, nothing use this that's already established to fulfill your goals Mm -hmm. figure it out down the road so that might be something that's happening um you know and he may have connections that i don't have i'm i'm the daughter of a a carpenter and a a nurse you know like jesus yeah, like I don't know rich people and I like I just don't. So it's not like I have someone who's coming to me and like, wow, Sarah, this is just great what you've done here. I would love to support this as a silent board member and just treasure this idea and here's a million dollars. And I mean that would be my looking. I mean, take it off the cushions, but <laughs> Offers out there. <laughs> Offers out there, but um, yeah. So, uh, so that may happen. I think ideally, like, it would be really cool to have um, three thousand square feet and a couple staff that are able to run something and have it open every day. And the ideas that I have as a creative can take place, and I can have a more like, I don't know, like an actual board member role instead of like doing everything, but you know, whatever, like maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. I'm fine. I feel so. like if you did get that though, you would just be like, oh, well, let's do this. Let's do this. I think you still, I think you like what you do so much. Just not paperwork. That's what she brought me on for. Yeah. And I'm really terrible at it. So as two female women, who are leading a charge and ensuring that youth and not just any, but underprivileged youth mm-hmm. don't have to all worry ages. all ages, all ages really don't have to circle around or jump or cut a hole. They can simply just come to the back mm-hmm. fence. Yeah. So what would it mean? What does it mean to have this event happening to really see these voices, to see all of these feral women having a platform, same as as yourselves. It's it's surreal, like knowing where 
where it started and how I met Sarah in an alley, <laughs> like a ditch alley in the middle of Vista, in the bad part of Vista to, to boot. So it's now being invited to, you know, be a part of this event and seeing all the opportunities come and, and some go and some growth and some new people, some old people, some, it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's beautiful, I think. And like, literally it sounds cliche, but if I can do it, literally anyone can do it. And <laughs> it's just, true. it's so true. It's, way. It sounds so cliche, but it's just like, if you want it, there's opportunity out there. Like I'm looking for an assistant. I think Sarah's looking for one too. Like, you know, like, um, I work, I have a full-time job and I do this on the side. I have two kids and just to, so when I hear other women out there that are doing it, it's like, I'm not alone. It's like, okay, it's okay. It's like doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm here for a reason. This is happening for a reason. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And then there's times where I'm like, Ugh, why am I doing all of this? <laughs> what is the point of this? And then, you know, I, I like drove past the open mic tonight and I was just like, that's why. That's why. And Right? They're like, so cute. Over they're so there. cute. They're doing their own thing. They're, they got a drum. They're so happy over they're, there. And they just and love responsible. It. They're and, responsible. Yeah. And, you know, it's like they probably worked hard to get where they're at now and for us to trust them like that I think especially at their age because I didn't have adults trusting me like that at that age you know like it's just good to show that you know with hard work it like and just trustworthiness like takes you so far it takes you so far and just seizing opportunity mm -hmm. I, I agree like if you just want it, mm -hmm. just, just do it. Just yeah. say yes, say yes to your own ideas. Yeah. And I that's enough. Yeah. Things that didn't align with my core purpose. I had to learn to say no. And, yeah. And I'm doing a lot of that right now mm -hmm. is I'm saying no to a lot of things, mm -hmm. which is kind of different for me, but I tried saying yes to a lot of stuff and I did that. And like, I learned a lot and now I'm ready to say no to stuff. So yeah. I think you just know when you're supposed to say no, yeah, and when you're when you're supposed to say yes, and you shouldn't do it any different. Like, I don't know, I, it sounds weird, but no. sometimes you should say yes to a bunch of stuff because you're in a growth stage and you're learning. And then sometimes you should say no to a bunch of stuff because you're in a growth stage and you're learning. Yeah. So, um, as we say, and sh sin. A hope that a lot of folks say yes to doing this charity, to embracing, listening, hearing the voices of fear where our souls, and also in the process, making sure that Backfence is able to service and help serve and, and wildly include many more folks in their community. What are some of the last things you'd like to say about the vision, the dream, and the beauty that is therein? a back fence and it's society. Yeah. I just, I think that if you um, have some idea of how you want to creatively connect to your community, like come talk to me, send yeah. me an email. Like maybe it's at our space. Maybe it's in your own space. Mm 
I don't, I'm not competing. Nope. More is more. Yeah. We need more art, not less. <laughs> yep. I don't know all the answers, but I'm sure as hell going to help you find out. Like, I'm just that type of person. Like, I, I don't know. And, and I'll be the first one to tell you. I don't know. But let's figure it out. You know? Yeah, same. And I, <laughs> and I think we, you know, especially with females, it's like, well, no, I can figure it out. And then we don't ask for help. And then we're all felt, we feel like we're stuck doing everything by ourselves. And um, I think, and that's where learning to say no comes in. And then, you know, so being able to, really step back and see the growth like when we when we're having events it's nice to just sit there for a second look around and be like this is it this is this is it this is so cool this is amazing we did this and like look at this look, look at this look at and that's what me and sarah will say sometimes <laughs> look at this just like, did you see that that's this. so cute like this is the best we're the yeah. best <laughs> we just love i love seeing people enjoy themselves and I'm so grateful to just be a part of this and the growth. I, yeah, I think I love, I think I love the most, like watching people develop friendships too. Yeah. It's pretty fun. It's so fun to observe like people yeah. developing into friendships or, you know, just good conversation, like watching other people meet each other and have good conversations. I love it. Or I feel like I get to hey, do you know who you should meet? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, you know who you should meet? This person over here. And then, a couple of weeks later, like I, so I would run music events and festivals and, and like, you know who you should meet? You should meet this person over here. And then like three months later, I hear their single come out. Like it's so crazy. And, and I'm like, and they're like, yeah, I met him at that event you guys threw. And I'm like, this is why I do it. Well, thank you very much. And uh, for those of y'all wondering, Please go check the site. Go check Eventbrite, Crowning Goddess, Parables of Virility. You just heard a short version from two. Thoughts are free. And it's more. It's well past beyond time. We started taking and being mm-hmm. more active mm-hmm. in a revolution. Exactly. So be, be revolutionary. Be the person you want to be to do the things you want to do and then have the things you want. We out. How's it going? Yeah. Uh, my name is Pepe Alcantara. I am one of the uh, owners for Nosotros Collective. And um, I just want to say thank you and I appreciate Sarah and the whole Backfence Society for allowing us to, you know, be a part of the whole Backfence Society family and stuff, for allowing us to have an event there, which essentially blew up our our uh, our business and what we stand for, you know, everybody together, unity, you know, Nosotros stands for us. And uh, we just want to thank them for allowing us to be part of that and uh, giving back to the community as well. And, you know, allowing them to see what we're about, whether, you know, you're into cars, graffiti, art, uh, doesn't matter, you know, different spectrums of art, music, you know. Um, but yeah, thanks to Backfence Society for everything that they've done. And we really appreciate them and love them. <laughs>